0: Sick Bay 49. It's Be Me to Sick Bay, a Star Trek TNG podcast. Uh we uh we have a, a new subtitle. <laughs> hey, hey. You hey, know I'm um nervous. well oh, no I know I didn't ask anybody and I didn't mention it cuz I was just reading about you know we have some friends who are also starting a podcast and people were talking about SEO and I was like, "Oh, I should look us up on Spotify and see if we come up under Star Trek podcast." And you know what? We don't. So hmm. There's a lot of Star Trek podcasts uh, on Spotify, and Be Me was not one of them. So hopefully this change will uh, will help us get in there.
1: Well, if you get to be SEO, can I be president?
0: Wap, 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 wap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. get it. Just ignore that, move on.
0: <laughs> we're moving on! So today we're going to be talking about uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, if you can believe that, on this podcast. We do that sometimes.
1: Are you sure it was The Next Generation? Are you sure?
0: Are you sure, sure? uh well it was the next generation meets tos the the fact that this episode immediately follows the wounded because we were talking about how the wounded was was basically the prototype ds9 episode and it was such a good episode and so fucking like politically powerful and it had themes and and now we're back to fucking like we got a sexy alien lady who's claiming to be the devil
2: (laughs) yeah that's a theme it's called it's time to fuck picard that's the theme.
0: She really, she's Picard. Trying. If you don't
1: play by my rules, I'm gonna fuck you every day. Picard stretches his collar out. Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, it super feels like something that was written for TOS, like Picard is supposed to be Kirk here because who who talks to Picard this way? This is so weird.
2: It's so uh bizarre. Mrs. Troy. Um that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. hmm
0: mm-hmm. that's, that's true.
2: <laughs> a very early version of this story was part of Gene Roddenberry's first draft proposal for the original series in the early 1960s.
0: Well, there you go, folks. There you finally solved the mystery. That makes I mean, a that lot was, of sense. It was the most obvious fucking thing in the world, so I'm glad it was confirmed right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just absolutely feels like a TOS episode. Are
2: there Along any, with like... the child. <laughs>
1: oh. Uh-huh. <geez>. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah. Up there, up there with the greats. You gotta love it. <laughs>
0: this is way better than the child. I will give it that. I, I, like, like, low bar, though. I, I
1: actually, I, I did enjoy the the episode. Like, I'm not gonna say I didn't because it was it was campy and dumb in a fun way, and not like mm-hmm. in a really aggravating way. Um, yeah, I I, I still I still enjoyed it. I, like, it just just completely out of left field compared to last episode
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of like it's just a fun breather episode after last time
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: um because la- the last episode was really heavy and dealing with some really heavy themes and now we just have uh we got a goofy uh fucking why is it always a um a court drama every fucking time on these planets because
2: we we gotta get we gotta get patrick stewart doing some fucking court moves Doing he's, got, dramatic he's got a moves.
0: grandstand. Yeah, he's got to cause earthquakes and shit, like he always does.
2: Would the court draw your attention?
0: Oh, I forgot to introduce us. You like guys know that who we Patrick are. Stewart. That who was Patrick Stewart. That was Patrick Stewart. Thank you for being here, Patrick Stewart, to say that one line. We appreciate it. We know you're busy, man. Mm,
1: horror, horror, home, home, home.
0: Got to go, go work Merc, on your your series, Picard. Mark,
1: give us a rundown.
0: I'm Mira. Uh, also known as Merck, the host of this show. I am here with McFreeze. That's true. And Hayes.
1: I'm eating a tangerine.
0: Tangerine. No one knows that song.
1: We confirm that Everybody it.
0: knows that song. Okay. No if one you know, on this podcast. If you know what that song is, email us at sickbay at gmail.com and let Hayes know that everybody knows that song but him. And McFreeze apparently. What song? God damn it. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying two out of three people do not know this song statistically. How have
0: you not heard uh, She Don't Use Jelly? I don't fucking, like, what planet are you from? Mm. (sighs) Sports
2: planet. I'm from Seoul.
0: Yes, I guess. The Seoul is in Korea. They probably have that song there. Yeah. Yeah, we have an email today, by the way. Let's read this (sighs) email. Hayes, why don't you read this email from well, our? Go ahead. Stop, stop eating your damn tangerine and read this email from Mir- Miracle Butt. Uh, hang on, let me paste it.
1: You know I can't read. <clears throat> I invite. This is from Miracle But mm-hmm. I invite Hayes to Google the iconic Star Trek phrase. <clears throat> <clears throat> Orion slave girl, quote unquote, best, comma. I assume miracle is supposed to be at the, uh, uh, supposed to be at the bottom there. He didn't
0: actually sign it, so that's just, <laughs> what it just says best. <laughs>
1: it's the um, best term there is. Do do I have to Google this? Is this a uh, little 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 uncomfortable googling this? But you know, let's really fuck up my Google Google results here. um the oh, fuck is this
0: Just is just some green lady She's pretty
1: She's, it seems to be in a lot of different versions of star trek weirdly or at least two different versions there's one there's one that looks like um tos one that looks like more maybe tng or ds9 and one that looks like discovery question mark
0: yeah i don't think they were in tng or ds9 because i don't like i'm not super familiar with the orion slave girls the only mention I remember in DS9 was that uh, Quark had a deck program that was a Orion Slave Girl program.
1: So That's all I know. I'm seeing uh, they're in Enterprise, they're in the original series, and uh, Lower Decks and Picard. <laughs> um, and oh, while in the brig aboard the, US, the USS Honshu, In 203074, Ducat casually requested a bottle of Canar and an Orion sleigh to help him uh, pass the time in the episode DS9 Waltz. Ducat, whatever, it was close enough. (laughs) I remember that one.
0: I do remember that one too. They never actually had any Orion slave girls though on DS9. They just mentioned them a couple times.
1: In the episode on the in the episodes multiple in DS9, the Begotten and in the Pale Moonlight, Orion slave girls have become quite popular characters in the Hollow Suite programs.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that Quark had Quark had these Orion oh, yes. slave girl Hollow Suite programs that people fucking loved, but yeah, they were I'm too cowardly loved. to ever actually show them on DS9.
1: Yeah, unlike Enterprise, which apparently was rotten with them,
0: they were trying to resex up uh, Star Trek. I think with Enterprise. I don't I mean, know. I've never actually watched I, Enterprise. I,
1: I don't know what Enterprise is. I've no, I, I get it's supposed to be like early. It's been a
2: long road. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: oh, like you know
0: that song. <laughs>
1: I, I that, that's all I know about it, really. But like, I, I have no like perception of like what the what, what is the tone of Enterprise supposed to be because. I thought it'd be like, you know, if it was supposed to be early on, I thought it'd be more of like kind of an adventurous show, but it seems to be, I don't, I don't don't know. know. No one's watched it. So nobody knows. Well, we'll get there one day.
0: One day. It's one of those I've always wanted to kind of go back and watch. I just know it's nothing really like TNG or DS9. So I I never really cared, which is what uh, happens to me in a lot of Star Trek series. I hear that it's not like those and I go, I don't care then. Whatever.
1: What are you talking about? Star Trek Picard has all the characters from TNG. I bet you'd love it now.
0: Not the characters, Hayes. There's this being like the show, you see. There's different there's a difference here.
1: No, no, but it has all the characters. It's gonna be like the old show, trust me.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Mm-hmm. Moving on.
1: D- data slice. Thank you
0: thank you for the email, miracle, but I actually just learned that they're green. I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that.
2: It's not easy. Being cheesy? Yeah, that's that's a quote from that song by, uh, you know,
0: Chester Cheeto,
2: the one where was that Superman song? I don't remember.
0: Oh, Kryptonite!
2: No, the other Superman song,
0: Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, Kryptonite. (laughs) I don't fucking know. My brain is fried from this stupid episode. Oh, let's read the facts about this episode, shall we? Devil's Due is episode 13, Lucky 13, of season four. First aired February 4th, 1991. The teleplay was written by Philip Le- Lezebnik. The story was by Philip Lezebnik and William Douglas Lansford, directed by Tom Banco. And the in-universe date is 44474.5, sole year 2367. And in this one, the Enterprise finds itself in an arbitration, uh, a deal or not a deal, but an argument against a sexy alien devil lady.
1: Yeah, an arbitrary deal. So sometimes arbitrary. at the start of episodes, there will be an opening vignette that connects to the overall theme of the episode. Like, I'm the- sorry.
0: Back up there. Back up there. Hayes. Mm-hmm. What was the word you just said? Opening. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. One
1: that started with a V. I think you should say it first.
0: <laughs> the word is uh, the word is vignette. Not vi- you're, not you're, vignette. Not are You're
1: right. You're right.
2: Mister <laughs> Mr. Picard is going to be furious at you for this one. <laughs> there,
1: there's a vignette. There's a vignette. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say. It. I'm going to own it. Um, own
0: it. Yeah, take it
1: right there with my insides um, <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the episode. um, Well, normally in, in TNG, like at least in the last two seasons, you, you know, the opening the vignette will have like, you know, things that will portray the overall theme of the episode, whether it's like, Oh, you should take a chance or you don't know how people are going to think or what have you, you know, they, they've had mm-hmm. a number of moments like this throughout the episodes. Merc, what does the recreation of, like, the scene starring Ebenezer Scrooge from, uh, I forgot the actual name of the story, Christmas Carol, right?
0: Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah.
1: Duh. Um, <laughs> wh- how, how, does this, how does this connect to the rest of the episode?
0: So I think what they're going for, and they do kind of actually like literally spell this out because Picard makes later a, a, to Data like, oh, remember how you were doing in a Christmas carol? It's just like that, Data, remember? Um, but it's, they were trying to go for this uh, con artist is working off of people's fear. They just failed to ever really um, write that.
1: It's yeah. just <laughs> Okay, I kind of get that. It's bad.
0: It's not great, and it's too bad, too, because this uh, Picard Watches Data Perform a Scene uh, intro, they used that to great effect before with, um, God, what was that fucking episode? I don't remember what episode it was, but when he was doing King Henry V, it really just like fed right into the episode, and it was great, uh, and I wish I could remember <laughs> <laughs> what the episode well, was. This
2: one was great because, as I wrote in my notes, Data is doing a phenomenal Charles Dickens voice.
0: Is it a Charles Dickens voice or is he doing I don't doing... know. Okay. I just
2: I just couldn't think of what the name of the Christmas carol was, so I just put Charles Dickens voice.
0: Oh no, I think what he's doing here, I believe, and I respect this choice in his performance. I believe he is doing uh, Ebenezer Scrooge as he were Marvin the Martian.
1: Oh. Yes, that's that's what
0: I get out of his performance. Mhm. Yes. Also
1: Merc, you were thinking of a scene from one of the best episodes of Star Trek, The Defector.
0: the defector that was it yeah and that was that was fantastic like that that really fed in just perfectly yeah it was great i uh this was uh this we get to see data play ebenezer scrooge which is also good it has nothing to do with really the episode but it's it's fun
1: i guess past that very loose concept of someone acting
0: (laughs) yeah well and it's the fear thing too we also learn in this scene too because uh We also learned that Data uh, is apparently um, a follower of the method acting technique. Which is where Where, you... you... Where
1: does that go, by the way?
0: It doesn't fucking go anywhere. Except it doesn't make any sense because as Picard points out to him, it's impossible for him to do that. Because the whole thing of the method is you put your own emotions into the character and he doesn't have emotions!
1: And he does not have any emotions. So he's like, oh, <laughs> no, no,
0: it's fine. I modified it so that you see instead, uh, I will learn more about emotions by performing them.
2: <laughs> and well, he's learning, like,
0: ah, ha, ha.
2: He's learning how to act from his experience on the Enterprise. Or whenever something doesn't work, they just say, well, bypass it and modify it. And then we're done. You mm-hmm. say, okay. I'm just going
1: to do that. I do think it would be really funny, though, if instead he just borrowed other actors' interpretations of characters and just walked around the ship just being like Heath Ledger Joker or some shit.
0: I think that people would that. immediately ask him to stop if he did that specific one.
2: <laughs> I think he should be Heath Ledger Joker and then everyone in 1990 would say, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> I think Data, the should
1: stare, Data should stare directly to this camera and say, I'm the Joker, baby. He should <laughs> He should
2: do um Cesar Romero, the Joker. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: So this uh they receive a distress call anyway from a research station on Ventax 2. Um, which we get we get the, the time old classic of um the, our radio signal is fading in and out here on our analog television of the enterprise. But uh apparently there's an angry mob outside the door and and it's bedlam outside the planet is collapsing.
1: I so I I do think it would be an analog signal. Like would it would it not would it, would it essentially not just be like a like a long I I don't know what long beam really is. I guess I don't know if that counts I, as like a radio wave. I mean we have we have
2: over the air digital signals now.
1: But would I, you be doing that like like physics wise could you do would you be doing like long range digital signals or would you be using like are are there radio waves in space that would travel faster than that i don't know
0: i don't know these these signals have to be traveling faster than light given the distance that they travel and how quickly they can communicate with people so i think that whatever uh, interference it would have would not look like this but i don't know maybe it would maybe maybe it would <laughs> maybe however it works it also looks like this when it is interfering But I think that just a standard analog uh, signal would not, like a radio wave signal, would not get there fast enough.
1: Any science nerds in in the chat? Please pipe in. We need to know.
0: We do. We do do need to know. I I mean, as
2: Worf says, we can't clean this up because the distortion is coming from the source. Hmm. I guess sure that, make, that makes sense you could yeah, just that, have that just, sense well they could just have the computer uh
1: computer theorize what it is about well, actually says, you know what okay actually it doesn't make any sense whenever you really think about it because what was happening on the planet i don't know nothing like I mean, there, were, people there, were there were tremors the doors. <laughs> the people were running around a
2: lot <laughs>
0: scene where they actually just show people running. Like, they're doing a fucking marathon. There's no panic. They're just running all across the streets. I love it so much.
2: That's really good. <laughs> it's very scary. Look, everything's on fire.
1: No,
0: nothing was on fire! Pyramids.
2: There's a fires in the background. You
1: know, where this pyramid is on fire. They were just vaguely in panic from what I remember.
0: I think that the pyramid was... I thought it was supposed to be on fire. It looked like it <laughs> It was just built with a big candle on top of it. I don't know. I guess it was supposed to not be on fire. Uh, So yeah, the Enterprise arrives at the planet uh, just as the doors to the lab are are brought down by the mobs outside, and they only manage to beam out the lead doctor, uh, Dr. Howard Clark. The other federation scientists are all taken hostage. And uh, Clark explains that Ventax 2 is uh, like a really peaceful, idyllic uh, agrarian society. And he's like, I don't know where the fuck this came from. Um, He says, uh, But a thousand years ago, they weren't. They were an industrial society. We've been studying what made them change, which is some kind of foreshadowing. Uh, But he mentions Mm -hmm. that the leader of the planet uh, a few years ago started to talk about, like, uh, Ardra's coming back. And uh, Ardra this and Ardra that. And they're like, who the fuck is Ardra? And and he's like, well, that's the thing, Captain. She's the devil. She's just like a mythological figure. She's not real.
1: Mm -hmm. But everybody. Um. Oh, I... So they're an agrarian society, right? So that means mm-hmm. they're they are in an advanced society. Would you say they're on like because at some point they were industrial and they do trade with like the Federation and stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To what end? What do you mean? We have replicators. We can make we can just replicate any any plant we want or any resource we want. Not all of them. What do you mean not all of them? What can Not we all of them.
2: What? Tell me what. Not gold-pressed latinum. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: agrarian. He's, he's right. He's got you there. Uh, there are probably some plants and shit that we can't really replicate. But also, like, I think they trade with more than just the Federation. They just trade with other cultures. And the Federation probably just likes to support little planets. You know, like, yeah, sure, we'll buy some of your shitty vegetables we don't need.
1: I just
2: yeah, just, uh, just remember this one down the line you know just
1: uh, <laughs> it just it just, just really it. they i'm i'm surprised at some point they did not try to write the replicator out of existence by saying like oh no everything made with a replicator is unstable and it's going to blow up one day we can't use it anymore for long term stuff also if you eat it you get cancer like it just it breaks so much like just like i don't know economy in the world in the universe it can't exist. The economy can't exist. You
0: just have to not think about it.
1: I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really sense.
0: does. It really does. Like, uh, make things not work. But you know,
1: I'm sorry. You just, go on. you don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't. It's right. okay.
2: We're gonna we're gonna have an episode like that, but it's not about replicators. So don't worry. Oh. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I'm excited. Um, So they,
0: they, they speak to this. Well, no, you just like I it's like a koan when you when you bring up the replicators and how it doesn't work. And I try to think about it, my mind just becomes a blank slate. Like, I cannot wrap my brain around it. I'm not smart <laughs> enough for this. I'm just like, mm-hmm, yes, replicators, replicators. Yeah, they can just, uh, they could just, you know, buy things anywhere. You anyway. can do anything matter. you
1: want. You can do anything you want besides make a very specific metal, I guess. They could. Can...
0: Remember the very first episode of this show where Dr. Crusher is at that trading post on fucking Farpoint and she's buying a bolt of fabric? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I kind of, I can kind of buy that only because you don't know what kind of fabric you might want. So you buy one piece and then you just have the replicator reference that forever. Once you find something you like, it's like, oh, I'll buy a one by one square of that sucker.
0: But she wasn't. She was buying an entire book. I know,
2: I know. (laughs) Well, she can afford it because they don't use money.
0: Yeah. Simultaneously, how do they afford anything? I think that comes up more in DS9 where they talk about like the Federation people, they didn't kind of fucking money. They don't they don't trade money. How are they supposed to buy things?
2: Well, they can just replicate some money. (laughs) That's true.
0: I feel feel like we already do that. That's called
2: that's called counterfeiting. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Damn, damn. Yeah. Anyway, they speak to the head of the government, Mr. Jared, a uh, cost Jared. The guy's name is literally just Jared, <laughs> by the way. It's J-A-R-E-D, Jared. Um, I love when aliens just have a regular uh, English name. And also he looks human. <laughs> These yeah, aliens. They're, they're... This, is a, this is a TOS episode, so the aliens are just humans. And the guy's name is Jared.
1: They're just people, which, you know what? Fine. You don't need to put a fucking piece of like plastic on someone's nose every single time. I get it hey we're all just people you know <laughs>
0: yeah they got robes and shit and they they have cool pyramids i don't know uh but he um uh, he confirms though uh all this about ardra he's like oh yeah ardra's totally back and he says all the signs have pointed to ardra coming to collect on her end of the deal uh and he explains that a thousand years ago the people of ventax too were suffering with war and poverty and famine and all that so they made a deal with ardra a contract saying that she would end all that and give them a thousand years of peace and then she would come to uh just basically rule them and enslave them all and uh huh. so the, no, the signs that were pointed to in the contract that she was going to be returning to were like uh things like earthquakes and um visions of her will appear and he's like yeah and people have totally seen her i've seen her myself uh and the earthquakes aren't like the planet's falling down or anything it's just like some mild rumbling that happened to it at the same time so Picard's like well that's inconvenient um, so, Picard, so all of the uh, the scientists have been taken hostage, right? Except for Dr. Clark. So, Picard, yeah. Data, Worf, and Troy all beam down to the surface to try to convince Jared to get the hostages released, and he just can't fucking help them. He's like, man, we're all doomed. Archer's gonna come and collect the planet, man. By um, the way,
1: uh, Dr. Clark, after he gets onboarded to the Enterprise, what does he really do for the rest of the episode?
0: Vanishes.
1: Yep. He says, hmm, <laughs> he's, mm, he shorty.
0: Mm. I think at one point they tell him the hostages are free and he's like, Yay, and then we never hear from him again. <laughs> no, that's not true. He's he's in the lab with Jordy working on yeah, trying yeah. to find Ardra's ship and all that, but he doesn't really have anything to do with the episode.
1: He doesn't I don't think he has any actual lines besides going like mm-hmm, oh well with Geordie. Yeah, he says that a lot. It's like, ah, oh, yes, yes, I see yes.
0: <laughs> so um, another earthquake happens to hit though at that moment and uh and suddenly a woman with ridges on her head and this very silky voice appears and she just says, time's up. Oh. <gasps> so Picard demands to know who she is and she's like, oh, well, I go by many names uh, in different places and she lists some of them, which I forget what they are, just some alien fucking names. And then she also says, and to the Klingons, I'm known as Feklar. And Worf just like scoffs and he goes, you are not Feklar. <laughs> How silly, you can't possibly be Feklar. So and she what does um, he
1: turn into? Oh my god. She
0: turns into this fucking, like, imagine a Klingon, but take its face half off and replace it with just frothing foam. Yeah. <laughs> and put it in, like, this fucking gladiator's outfit it's, where it's just leather straps.
1: Its lips are, like, melting off its face and there's a stream of water pouring down. Yeah.
2: And there's a, uh, you know, a uh, little worms coming out of the forehead
0: I didn't notice the forehead worms I've watched this episode several times and I've never noticed the forehead worms before so that's a good detail if if gross Klingons are gross dude what's with this This is they're
1: what? they're not this gross This is like a parody of Klingons
0: Yeah I guess it's like the Klingon devil I guess so I should be gross but at the same time it's like gross dude but it scares the heck out of War. If he's like, "Well, oh, no, it's Feckler. <laughs> so <laughs> a, I, I,
2: now, if you're if you're a fan of obscure 1986 pro wrestlers, you'll be happy to know that this character was played by Tom McGee. There you go. If that name means anything to you, you will say, "How about that?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about that? It doesn't mean anything to me. So I, I, don't
1: that is. I, I think this is actually the most fascinating part of the episode. Is the idea of a historian going around to different planets, finding out about their culture, finding out about their history, and saying to themselves, "How can I fucking grift them as hard as possible?"
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that is it is, and I really wish they would have leaned more into that. They tried to, but they just they because she, she's to even focus familiar so with much.
1: Earth. She, like she's immediately familiar with Earth as well. And it's like, you can tell that she's like someone that like does, like, she like does her homework and she knows about all these different cultures, but they never really like think like, besides her knowing stuff about, you know, different cultures. they Yeah, yeah, they they never lean into that any further than that point. And I, that's probably the most interesting part of the episode.
0: Yeah, they, they have to instead just focus on her, how hard she, she wants to fuck Picard and not like. How kind her. of neat it is to be an intergalactic fucking uh, con artist? I
1: guess just it's <laughs> cool, is the thing.
0: It is, it is cool. I would, I would much rather have that than her trying to fucking seduce Bagard constantly. Your um, <laughs>
1: only trade at a certain point.
0: Uh, but she transforms back and she tells Jared that uh, she wants a detailed census of her new property, including economic forecasts. And she has a scroll like a peer in her hands for him to fill out it out on. Uh, but she learns um, there are Federation hostages and immediately she orders Jared to release them or have them released. Uh, and the enterprise is really relieved by this. They're like, oh, thank goodness. Um, but, but she leaves and Picard says, well, I'm not going to abandon the planet to this woman. So he orders data to stay on the surface and study the ancient laws that govern this agreement and the musty room with the scrolls and candles. Um, so everyone else returns to the enterprise and they discuss what the deal is with Ardra in the observation lounge this is like where people get uncharacteristically stupid, except for Picard in the scene, where they're like, I don't know, maybe she's actually a god. Did you think about that? What if what if she's actually like a god?
2: That's a could good point though.
0: I mean she, she could, we've we've met like Q. She could she be Q?
1: She
2: could be Q. <laughs>
1: That's I the mean, thing is that like I, I don't actually don't know where Picard's skepticism is coming in so hard here because they've dealt with some shit at this point
0: but he just knows his gut and, and Troy also points out too like when has Q ever been concerned with things like economic forecasts and Bukar just goes yes I noticed that too um, and he's like I think she's just a flab artist and uh, that all of the magical that's powers can be explained away with technology because we you know reminder to everybody we have the ability to transport things and also use holograms remember
1: mm, <laughs> and everyone's like
0: oh right yes that's we can do that yes that's true <laughs> can, can can they just
1: beam down holograms?
0: It's uh you, yes you can, yes okay. You just well, you just uh, need a yeah, hollow projector. Right there it was
1: uh wasn't there a maneuver where they made like a fake uh, Enterprise uh, throw an enemy off or something?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: If your hologram is a doctor, you can send him.
0: <laughs> uh. So they adjourn their meeting and they return to the bridge where they find Ardra just lounged across Captain Picard's chair. And he's just like, hey, what are you doing here? Get out of here. He's like, if you don't leave, I'll have to remove you by force. And she's like, ooh, I dare you. Uh, But he sends Worf to do it. And she's like, ah, damn it. (laughs) But she, like, repels him with a force field or something. And and he's like, okay, enough of this. And he orders somebody to beam her off of the... They couldn't get O'Brien to read one line in this fucking episode. It's some random guy. Beams her off of the ship. Or does he? Because they they order something to the con and it's Ardra in a con outfit. Oh, what? I mean, not a con outfit. The person at the con, you know, the Starfleet, you know, you you know what I'm trying to say.
2: Oh, she's in a con outfit, all right. Not it
0: was a very
1: th- very cute maneuver. How did she do this?
0: No, no. this is the good one this is the one who's a very uh, is clever that, trick this is I mean, the, the one that the, does not the, fit in
1: with the explanation the all. dude at the con had to be like working with her or did he, he get he was in trans- on it the whole time was he like <laughs> did he just get transported onto her ship and he was just like well I guess now this is happening now
0: yeah <laughs> I think so no I think that's what happened it just it was so seamless like I, I, they just had her but she also <laughs>
1: got the that same outfit on her in the matter of seconds
0: Probably holographically projected. I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, she's actually Dude, naked okay. the whole time.
0: Yeah, okay, no, here's a good question that we've never really considered with this uh, entire universe. How come people don't just wear hollow clothes? It's a waste of
1: resources.
0: Can... No, it's not. I think you could just... You wouldn't have to have a closet full of clothes. You would just have one little projector, and it would just put your clothes on. You could change it with a button.
1: Okay, first of all, that would feel really weird.
0: It would feel so freeing. You would just... You can feel the breeze on you at all times.
1: As, I, I don't...
0: Listen.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be fucking free balling everywhere I go.
0: <laughs> well, no, see, I'm the thing saying. is, the, the, holo- the holograms uh, aren't necessarily holograms like we have in real life, because the holodeck has physical substance, right? So it would be like... Huh.
1: I you thought, know what like, I'm saying? I thought, I thought holograms were really like different whenever you're off the holodeck. I thought they were a bit more like transparent or something. Well,
0: well that's because the holo projectors from the holodeck aren't there, but you remember... can have a holo projector. <laughs> okay, remember that, that time? This is a
1: waste of resources. Okay, I'm
2: remember that time when Neelix got his lungs stolen by some aliens, and then the doctor made holographic lungs for him until they could get his lungs back.
0: You know, I don't remember that because I've not watched Voyager, but that sounds, that sounds stupid as hell.
1: That was really stupid. <laughs> that sounds, awesome. but it worked.
2: But he's like, "Oh man, now I gotta stay attached to this table for the rest of my life because that's where the lungs
1: are." <laughs> I've heard of iron lungs, but this is ridiculous. Oh, um, that, that, anyway, I think it's honestly a good idea. that that's awesome. Also, um, I don't like that's think about you ha- think of how many resources you'd have. How many resources you'd have to spend your fucking nuclear crystal based uh engines having to pump all its energy and putting clothes on everyone at every given moment?
0: Yeah, that's fine. No, it's, have, a of have, have, it's a waste it's of like energy, it's like a limited. energy, dude. They have it's a it's, it's a uh, um, they have no scarcity, you know, they have uh endless resources, just, just, fucking just, just <laughs>
1: What it happens, under like what happens whenever you five. fly into a 2D monster and everyone's clothes all disappear. <laughs>
0: That'd be funny. <laughs>
2: That's what happens when we get on HBO.
0: Yeah. No, that was uh, that was naked now. All their clothing just stopped working, you see. They didn't take Man. it off. It just... I see, I see. Uh, why am I thinking so much about season one? I blame this episode. This episode really put me in the season one straight of mind for some reason. Uh, so... Uh yeah, I don't know how she did this magic trick, but it was very uh very good. This is this is the one thing where she does where it's like, oh, maybe she is just Q or something like Q, because fuck, dude. This is a Q move. Yeah. Um But data is returned at the same time too, and he's just like, Oh I've looked over the contract, and bad news it is pretty airtight about the fact that Ardra owns the planet now. And she's like, wow how are you able to go through all that law so quickly? And and he informs her that, she, that he's an android and she just goes, Oh, an unexpected bonus. And informs them all that uh, since the Enterprise was in orbit when she reclaimed the planet, she now owns all of them too. Surprise!
1: Can can I also kind uh, of do an another uh, YouTuber ding for this episode? Absolutely. If she's just using holograms and transporters, why can't Jordy just see that? He forgot. Damn, dude! He, Damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he forgot his eyes work that way. <laughs>
1: I was, th- not even thinking about his eyes. I was just thinking about all his instruments on the ship. But oh no! Literally... His
0: actual literal visor should be able to see this. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, from multiple points, why why isn't someone on the Enterprise being like, "Sir, there was a transport signal." I have,
2: I have a question. <laughs> how come? How is this? How come this contract can just? suck up people who just show up they're like, yep, okay, you walked into our planet. Now you are owned by an alien. Sorry. All- sorry, <laughs> Captain. There's nothing I can do. It's in the contract. <laughs> it makes
1: no sense.
0: No sense. That's well Dana's just like, it- well it could be it could be interpreted that way, sir. <laughs>
1: like but, like what does that mean Data, like shut the you- fuck up. What, what would the would the like enterprise just be like well it's in the contracts I shouldn't have wandered over here I guess.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean I guess it depends on the language of the of the planet too and no. how it's worded. But no, it does, because like if well okay. <laughs> it's it's not English though. Let's like let's suspend disbelief <laughs> for a moment and pretend that their word for planet also includes like the orbit around the planet, you know, then it would make sense. But
1: they are so but they're an external entity. They aren't like a we part not, of we're the not
2: signatories of this contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they're still on the planet owned. No. Uh-uh. Fuck.
2: Anyone in the owned. punishment zone dies. Damn, you're right.
0: <laughs> Ignorance of the law is no excuse. I'm for you to die, young Wesley. Um later <laughs> God, how many season one episodes have we referenced so far? I think that's at least three. Um, so later, uh, Data's visiting Captain Picard in his ready room, where Picard is, like, really excitedly learning up on the con game. He's, like, drinking his tea, and he's like, Data, I'm reading all this shit about con artists. This is great. Um, and he, he's like, a wise man once said, there's a sucker born every minute. And Data goes, oh, P.T. Barnum. It's like, wow, you pulled that one right up, <laughs> did you? <ya? It>
2: <laughs> Picard does just snaps his fingers, like, he just points at Data's, like, that's my boy. That's my <laughs> fucking boy right
1: there.
0: And this is the scene too, where uh, Picard tries to to make the vignette at the beginning of the episode make any sense and fails at it. So yeah, <laughs> he tries.
1: Yeah. Also, random, random, random thought, unconnected to the this, to this scene. Do we see Riker much this episode? We hear him at one point.
0: He he's like in the scene where they're talking about oh maybe she's cute, and we see him a couple other times, but he's not really in the episode that much.
1: Okay, but we did see him. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, he's, he's physically present. We just he's don't this, see him much. He's the
2: one saying, maybe she's cute. <laughs> hey. Thank, thank you, Riker.
0: Uh, So the more important scene here is that later that night, Card is in bed reading a nice book in his jammies. And uh, guess who shows up in her damn fucking silk pajamas is Ardra. And God, she's laying it on so thick. She's just like, you want to fuck me? I know you do. Let me give you a night you'll never forget. You'll scream in passion. And she's like demonstrating like she can turn into Counselor Troy. She's like, I give you all your wildest fantasies by uh, being Counselor Troy. He doesn't seem into that, by the way.
2: How did she explain this one to the crew on her ship? (laughs) They know her. They know She's like, ah,
0: she's just horny again. Here's what I
2: need you to do. I I need you to program me to be Counselor Troy and uh i need you to give me this nice see-through lingerie and uh i, I need oh, she just
0: had that oh. around already.
2: I need also, you to, turn I, off you to... The... I need you to turn the card store off. Yeah,
0: That's like important. wait wait wait. Also,
1: we we need you to hack into the Ener- the enterprise somehow and turn off his door.
0: <laughs> How did yeah, you do you do that? Yeah, this is the flagship of the fucking federation and this this con artist ship of of like probably three people over there on the fucking ship have managed to like completely disable and hack it, and, and like they at one point just make it disappear entirely. Like, okay. no,
1: no, 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 no. They don't make it disappear entirely. They make it disappear and break contact entirely. How do they do yeah. that?
0: Yeah, how do they manage to put a, a subspace dampening field over the entire Enterprise? It's the flagship of the fucking Federation. It's got a lot of smart people on it. Like, they should be able to figure this shit out.
1: Do, do and we learned right too here... that that's
0: just because they they have the cloaking device over the ship. Like, the Enterprise could move ten feet to the left hey, and they'd be okay, fine.
2: Maybe what if what if around the Enterprise they put a painting of just everything being normal, so they didn't know. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's more likely that Riker just saw a card randomly disappear and I was like, Well, I guess that's that. T- Let's go to 10 forward, y'all.
0: <laughs> We're just time for a break. Not too worried about this. Um, and I also too wanted to note that like uh a lot of times when old shows are um high res up to uh to modern um resolutions, you know, you see a lot of little details in, in clothing that, that you wouldn't have caught on TV. And a lot of times it's kind of lewd, like you might see somebody's nipple or whatever. Uh, This is the opposite, where when this is blown up to high res, you can see so clearly she's just wearing the most chased bodysuit under this silk robe. Like back when this was standard definition television, I'm sure it looked like she was just fucking naked under there. But now you can just see. See the nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you can see it very clearly now. And I think that's very funny. And I wanted to bring it up.
2: I think we need to call Star Trek and get a refund on this one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I'm good. I just thought it was funny because it's usually the opposite. Um and Picard's PJs worth are worthy of a mention too, because he's got these cute he's got these cute little shorts and he's got this little like half robe thing. Isn't
2: this the same shirt he was wearing on uh his vacation?
0: So, yeah, I think this is the same shirt he was wearing to Risa. Yeah. I mean, it's a very similar one. <laughs> it's
2: a, it's got a nice V in the front so that Counselor Troy can put her finger in it. <laughs>
0: Hey. I didn't like that, by the way. Um, Yeah, so uh, she, he re- keeps rejecting her and he's like, yeah, I, I'm not interested in you. I know you're just a con artist and she's just like, oh, fine, have it your way. And she waves her, her arm and he's uh, suddenly transported down to the lab on the planet in front of Geordi and, uh, and Dr. Clark. And they're like, uh, Captain Picard, why are you here in your underpants? He's very embarrassed. This
1: his, is his very, 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 very short bathrobe. Classic.
2: Uh, you're just waiting for the studio audience laugh to come. I
0: was <laughs> laughing. I was laughing, and he's like, "Other friends, beat me up," and they can't because the fucking transporters are hacked. Um, so so he's like, "Oh, just just send data in a shuttle to get me, and then tell them to bring a uniform." And Morpheus like, "A uniform, sir."
1: Oh, a uniform. <sighs> Well, Jordy, Jordy is very professional. He didn't laugh at Picard being hilarious, hilariously in his PJs.
0: Is, is inside his brain, he's just like, I can't laugh, I can't laugh, I can't laugh. This is my boss. Uh, so Data retrieves Picard and lets him know that he found a legal precedent where a dispute with other aliens, Klingons in this case, was solved with arbitration rather than the legal system. And Picard's like, oh, that's a good idea. Good fine, thank you. But they go to dock at the Enterprise, and it vanishes right in front of them! No! Oh no! How does that? That's where I live.
1: Meanwhile, Riker, Wharf, I want you to show me some more of these Klingon drinks. We don't have time to worry about this.
0: <laughs> Seriously, what is happening on the Enterprise during this? We we, know, we don't get any hint.
1: No, no, just later on, at some point, Riker boards her ship. That's all. We, it's the last thing we I think we hear from. The Enterprise. There's
2: a very important foosball tournament going on. <laughs>
1: They're they're too busy. They're too busy playing. Uh, what is it? What? uh, squares. squares. Parisi squares. squares. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So they they return to the planet instead, and uh, Jordy can't find the Enterprise at all. But he did detect a jump in Z particles that might indicate there's a power source nearby, perhaps uh, Ardra's power source. And so he's trying to track it. And he's like, Well, she just uh, she needs to do some more magic shit, and then we can find it. So Ardra appears again, and Picard challenges her to an arbitration. Uh, if she loses, he says, she will give up her claim on the planet. And she's like, well, why would I do that? Uh, you know, I don't have anything to gain from that. And he's like, well, uh, if if you win, I promise to tell you where the deterral, uh emerald is, which is apparently some mythical gemstone. And she's interested, but she's like, no, I want a better prize. I want you, Picard. <gasps> <laughs> she like really fucking flowers it up too i want i want your mind and your soul i want all of you and he's like yeah whatever babe
2: <laughs> yeah all right fine we will get you off my back
1: it's a terrible like you, you know i don't think this is a really good deal for her because there's no way picard would just be like well i guess i'm your sex slave. now well my he life. has to it's he in the contract.
0: yeah he, he can't back out he can't
1: well, back out what if, he, what if he had his fingers crossed behind his back?
0: <laughs> Damn, got her. <laughs> but he does agree to this for some stupid reason. I feel like it's it's not a good agreement for her, and it's also a stupid agreement for him, too, but whatever. <laughs> so she chooses Data um, as the Arbiter, since he's unable to lie or be influenced by bias. And uh, and Data's like, Ricardo, I don't think you should let me be the Arbiter, because she's right, I can't be influenced. And uh, I'll have to rule truthfully, and Picard's like, well, this also works in my favor, because where else am I going to find an arbiter who's immune to being afraid of Ardra? And he's like, oh, good point. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm.
1: Picard could also just order him to be like, hey, be biased in our favor.
0: <laughs> that wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be very fair, would it?
1: <laughs> no, it wouldn't. But and you they know. wouldn't agree to the arbitration.
0: No, um, she doesn't have to know
1: he's fucking cheating. She
2: has to know. It would be ethical, okay? <laughs>
0: Data would be unable to comply with this because of the ethical situation.
1: I see. I see.
0: So they commence with the arbitration and they, uh, they're interviewing Jared over here. And he explains the desperate state that Ventax 2 was in a thousand years ago that made them make this deal. And um, Picard asks him. Uh, well, first, Picard's like, well, I, I just don't think she had the power to do these changes. And, and she's like, you doubt my power. And she starts to, like, do her fucking what was it? Fecklar impression again. And then she pulls out. She's uh she's done her homework on the Earth Devil. And she's got this fucking cartoon red Earth Devil outfit now. Amazing get
1: up. <laughs> Impeccable. It's so awesome. It it's is really good. Cartoon red devil. You'll love to see it. Straight 10 out of, out of 10. Straight out of I Am Weasel. <laughs> it
0: really is. It's good. Oh, it's got the horns. You know, you got some scales. You got... She's fucking I'm looking she, at the she, screenshot she on, of it now.
1: She she went to space wikipedia found the first image of human devil and was like I got this shit.
0: You can see like the fabric around the fucking neck like it's just Yeah,
1: um, yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's
0: Oh, that's great. But um she makes the, like, the earth rumble again. She's like, "See, I'm so powerful." Ha ha ha. Um And but this also meanwhile, Jordy's like, "Oh hell yeah, these Z particles are off the chart and they managed to find her power source." So they uh they go to wait. There's another thing that I'm missing. I got these fucking out of order. This Z particles
2: are how, Z particles are how you detect the uh, Goku and Krillin and Tien. No. And Yamcha.
0: What's well, not Z
1: particles?
0: Those
2: are the Z fighters.
1: Z fighters.
0: This is uh this is where I fucking okay. But yeah, Jordy detects those Z particles so that he's closing on the power source. But uh. Meanwhile, in the arbitration, Picard's just like, but Jared, um, like, what did Ardra actually do to make these changes happen to the planet? Did she just wave her hands and suddenly the war was gone? And he's like, oh no, you know, it, it just took many years and hard work to uh to make the planet what it is today from what it was. And he's like, oh, so uh, Ardra didn't do any of that then? She just uh, she certainly didn't like form the government that that helped it happen. And he's like, no, we we kind of did that on our own and. And he's like, did Ardra even pick up a single piece of trash? And <laughs> They're like, objection! Um, this is a cute little courtroom scene. But it may, I like Picard's argument here because it's a good point. It's just like, it doesn't sound like Ardra did a whole lot. But Ardra just asks Jared, uh, do you have any doubt that without my involvement, the planet would have uh, collapsed or whatever? And then he's like, no, I don't, Ardra.
1: They love their girl boss queen that doesn't do anything.
0: They do. They love their devil. Yeah. that has enslaved them all and caused yeah. them to riot a couple of days ago and the
2: devil's in the details
0: and the big parts what is the opposite of details
2: uh the rest Big of picture
0: it. the rest of it <laughs> i don't know the devil's everywhere i guess so uh jordy shows up though um he's like hey picard we got her and so Picard asks for a recess, and Data's like, okay, one hour recess. So Jordy tells Picard that, like, hey, we found her ship. Ha ha ha. And Picard's like, ah, excellent. Uh, what about the Enterprise? And Jordy's like, yeah, it was just cloaked under her shitty cloaking device, and it had a subspace dampening field on it. It's it's up there. It's fine. Didn't move at all.
1: How do you think they finally contacted, like, Riker to just fly up there and in another shuttle, just knock on the window? Like... <laughs> They could, they could, apparently, they can't just communicate with them, right? So they have to find another way to signal Riker, that, yo, dude, we need to talk.
0: They didn't really um, think about this when they wrote the episode, but this is a good point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just threw some rocks. I was about
1: to say they threw a rock at
0: him. <laughs> threw a rock at the windshield and be like, hey, Riker! <laughs> Held up a big sign. Hey! Held up a boom um. box. <laughs> Uh but yeah, they um they located the enterprise and so Bicard's like, all right, here's here's what I want you to do, but we only have an hour, so he's so listen listen. And he like gets Jordy into a huddle and whispers blah, 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 blah. But the so later, an hour later, the court reconvenes and Picard immediately professes that Ardra has no powers. And uh and they're like, What? Haven't you been paying attention? And he demonstrates this though by uh using her powers he causes an earthquake and they're just like what the hell what uh? and he's like well ardra is welcome to stop it and she's like uh well i like the quake good answer
1: good answer that was an awesome answer <laughs> she's so
0: good <laughs> but car's just like well i don't and he snaps his fingers and the the quake stops and Aww. He does, like, the Feklar shit, and then he makes Ardra disappear and reappear, and, and she's very clearly powerless I, about all of this.
1: And I was going to complain that he uh, had the same transporter effects as her ship until they reveal...
0: They reveal that, that he had his crew seize control of her ship, and he's just using her fucking playbook.
1: <laughs> down. And- <laughs> It's really good. Also, you guys were mentioning like, oh, well, what what is her crew doing? Like, why are they just going along with all these like weird requests? They mentioned that she uses eye movements to kind of activate all of her different programs for, for shit, which makes you think: is she just flying solo? Because they I mean, never they, they never talk about her having a crew specifically.
0: I feel like they mentioned her having a crew at least once, but they do definitely say that she has like a remote control implant in her eye specifically, which is sounds cyberpunk as fuck.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's how
0: she's (laughs) that's how she's doing all these um, controls. Uh, So, yeah, it might just be her and her ship up there. She's the fucking fucking
1: radical lady just flying around, grifting planet by planet. No, next she was going to head up the Klingons, which would definitely be a good idea. Um
0: yeah, it's always yeah, you you want imagine to her trying
1: to be like, I'm your devil I'm the, uh, what is the name of the, the Klingon Klingon devil? Declar.
0: Yeah, the um, problem with the problem with trying to do anything with Klingon mythology is that they would immediately demand some kind of fight and then she'd be like, ah, never mind, peace out.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> Doesn't work for Klingons. Um so uh, Ardra knows, though, that she's defeated at this point. She's like, well, I renounced my claim on Ventax 2. And she stands up to leave the room, but uh, she's stopped by Jared's security guards. And she's like, ah, oh, darn.
1: I, wow. I, I like that she says that. I think she doesn't like think about the fact that she can't transport on her own anymore. And she just like, starts walking away very awkwardly.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, I'm just going to walk over here <laughs> now and start running. Uh, but, um, Data rules that the contract is null and void. And uh, Arja has a last word by teasing Picard that, well, um, oh, you would have had much more fun if you'd lost.
1: <sighs> hmm. That's true.
0: That's it. That's the That's
1: episode. <laughs> That's that the ending of the episode, yes.
0: That's the end of the fucking episode. Well,
1: I, the, the Jared's like,
0: ah, Picard, thanks so much, my dude.
2: <laughs> I, do, I do love that we got uh, Data doing all the, all the old tricks like, this is highly irregular but I'll allow it.
0: Yeah, Data as the as the arbitrator was good. It was really good. I I, I wish I had taken more involved notes just for that specifically because I, he's so cute about it.
1: I had fun with this this episode. There there is a hard line of like annoying dumb Star Trek and really fun campy old Star Trek. This I think definitely falls under the the fun campy line for me. So I I yeah. I, I enjoyed my time with this a fair amount. The
2: secret is to put Data in it and Patrick it, Stewart
0: Yes, yes, that is that is yes, yeah. yes. I'm not.
1: They're, they're, I don't know. We've had some boring Picard episodes in season one.
0: Yes, you have to have him but take th- his shirt There off. wasn't enough data. It wasn't enough data in those episodes. You see, you have That's to have true. the balance. You gotta have the balance of data. Although there was that one episode, uh we we talk about how much we hated a lot, but it's the um. We'll always have Paris. Uh, and that episode did have that good bit of data where there's just like three datas in the time warp. Remember?
1: That's so many datas. <laughs> I love data that.
0: like talking to data.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. they trying to do is like what the fuck's happening?
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry, differential it's diagnosis not data at all.
0: It's just, just too bad. The rest of that episode was very dull. Um, and I i went looking at the screenshot log we have here on our on our uh, recording studio and um, the line of data is saying the advocate will refrain from making her opponent disappear is very good. I love data. Anyway, it was an episode.
1: An episode. It was, I was an it. episode. I enjoyed
0: it. It, it was just fun. It, like we talked about it earlier, it, the last episode was so heavy that it was nice to just have a brainless episode where you really, you you hurt more if you think about this episode. <laughs> if, you, Jordy, if you don't think about it, it's just a fun time.
1: Jordy goes back onto the ship, looks at his like activity log, <laughs> and just sees that she's been transporting this entire time and. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We, sorry,
0: Mr. Card. We just forgot to look at that. Whoops.
1: It's going to delete all these logs here. I don't know how. The card, I don't know how she. I don't know how we didn't detect her transporting. Oh, well.
0: She's just that good at hacking. So, next episode uh, that we're going to be talking about is uh clues. And this episode is a good mystery. So, I'm excited, personally, for a mystery to unravel.
1: Gotta yeah, love a good mystery.
0: It, it is a good mystery, and I remember really liking this episode. So hopefully, uh, that stands stands up. We also have some Picardas Dixon Hill again. Dixon Hill's back finally. Um, oh, really? Not, not, a, not a ton, but it's a little bit, a little bit Dixon Hill. Have we had uh, Dixon Hill since season two,
1: mm, or since season one? Ye- I think. Yeah. I think
0: it was season two, wasn't it? Where no, Locksana were... was gonna fuck uh, the bartender? Remember? Yeah, that,
1: that, was, that, season that was season that, two. Season two. Yeah yeah. yeah
2: yeah, that was yeah 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 yeah. with uh yeah. She with was uh
0: really a fleetwood, and...
2: fleetwood mac Fishman, yes
1: yes oh Fish that's yes! right oh my god yes you're entirely correct that was that was that. such
0: a good episode i have missed loxana when is the next loxana episode i'm puking ahead what so, a yeah. handsome you're race a <gasps> way through oh, season four
1: without loxana
0: i mean she usually shows up towards the end of a season oh we got some bangers coming up dudes oh my god we got some bangers I'm excited I'm for this season.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> I'm just mm. like looking at all these episodes, going, Oh, that one's coming up. Oh boy. Uh God Loxon is a far away away though. She's far, far away away. Half a life, episode twenty two of season four. <sighs> mm. That's a good I'm not one. Just,
2: I'm nodding my head. Damn, we just gotta we're stuck watching Star Trek until then.
0: There's Fuck. so many good episodes between now and then that I'm, I'm really hyped. So next week though, clues, we're going to be talking about clues. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please email them to us at be at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Please let us know that, you know, the flaming lip song. Uh, um, she doesn't use jelly. Thank you.
1: Sorry that Mark is the only one that's ever heard the song. Uh, What's weird is that the song only has one view on YouTube whenever she showed it to the song. <laughs>
0: liars uh <laughs> thank you all for listening out there thank you for listening to this talk us as a ramble about star trek uh next generation thank you <sighs> thank you mcfreeze and thank you hayes for being here and rambling about star trek of the next generation
1: i love to ramble about the star Trek.
0: Um, i was ramble born a
1: rambling man
0: yeah yeah uh um, no that's let's, let's, music we'll see you next time bye-bye <laughs>